I'm Kaylee Arrett, and you're listening to episode 14, part two of Me, When I'm Free. If you have not listened to part one of this episode yet, you'll want to start with that one first. Who is this me when I'm free? And why does it even matter? This is the question that has spurred me on for years now. It's led me down some dark roads of healing and up joyful mountains of calling. And to this moment, right now, still on the journey and inviting you to join me. If it really is true that the glory of God is man or woman fully alive, then it would appear that God would want this even more than we do. But why? Why is this important to him? Doesn't he have more important things to attend to than whether or not we know ourselves and what we have to bring to the world? These are some of the questions I want us to explore together each week through a simple story, a few moments of reflection, and space to pray. Join me, friend. A couple of years ago, I reached out to Andy Crouch via email the author of the book, Strong and Weak, that I discussed in episode seven. I sensed that men and women could learn to flourish together in community through the teachings of his book and wondered if Andy had taught on this at any point. His reply has resonated with me ever since. He admitted that he had considered this, but had not done any teaching on it. Then he wrote, Suffice to say, all churches have so far to go in finding ways to really move up and to the right in respect to gender. It is maybe the very core human drama and the place where God would most deeply want to work reconciliation in the human story up and to the right, the path of meaningful risk and meaningful action that leads to flourishing. If this is true, that the space of reconciliation most deeply in need of God's touch is the relationships between men and women, why haven't I heard more about this? I believe that we lack an imagination for what flourishing in our communities of faith could look like for both men and women. John Dawson writes in his book, Healing America's Wounds, the wounds inflicted by men and women on each other constitute the fundamental fault line running beneath all other human conflict. It is the biggest reconciliation issue of all outside of our need to be reconciled to God the Father. So can I tell you a bit more of my story that highlights the beauty of what God longs to mend in regard to men and women together in community? 
I've mentioned in previous episodes that in the beginning of my journey toward freedom, I attended a week-long relational healing retreat through an organization called Desert Stream. The teaching centered around the idea that all of us are made in God's image, male and female, and each of us have gifts to offer and receive in order to love each other well. Most of us had been wounded in some way by the love we have not received in community. And as a result, we have areas of relational brokenness. We find healing as we name our areas of brokenness, and then we move forward together toward wholeness in community. During that week, I found myself grieving gaps in my story related to my role as a woman in the church. While my story is full of good things like a loving home and a deeply loving husband, there were huge gaping holes related to what I had been allowed to offer and receive from men as a woman in ministry. I needed to name them as losses and grieve the ways that these gaps led me to create stories in my head about my worth in relation to men. The narrative of fear rather than love ran deep. At one point in the training, the women were invited to stand up and pray prayers of blessing over the men attending. I could not. It was as if an invisible force held me to my chair. My eyes were opened. I was angry and wounded in ways I did not even have words for. I could not even speak life-giving words over the men there. I began to wonder how this spilled over into other areas of my life. During the last session of the retreat, a man prayed a prayer of prophetic blessing over me. Without knowing my story, he apologized for the ways that men have not listened to my voice. He told me that he believed that God would bring men to support me, but that I would not have to strive for it. I marveled that he would speak words so close to the hurt and longing of my heart without knowing what that was. The tears flowed. It was a beautiful gift. What happened after that created a major shift for me. About a month after this retreat, I took a business trip to create a video course with my friend Brian and his crew. What I didn't know when I arrived was that I would be surrounded by a group of men, Brian's tech and production crew, for the whole process. For two days, I recorded the words I had written using my out loud voice, while a group of men had no choice but to listen. <laughs> Over and over, these men leaned in and said, that's so good. Wow. I never thought of that before. This is going to help so many people. Over and over, they validated my voice and unbeknownst to them, began to bring healing to my soul. I had never experienced anything quite like it. The collaboration of me offering my gifts and them offering theirs felt like a glimpse into God's intention for men and women to show up fully in community. It felt a lot like the kingdom of God to me. 
It wasn't until I was on the plane to return home that I remembered the prayer that the man at the training had prayed over me, that God would send men to support me, but I wouldn't have to strive for it. I laughed out loud. Doesn't get much clearer than that. Time fails me to share the deeper work that God has done since then. Suffice it to say that God continues to surprise me in this area. The ways my husband validates my voice weekly as he listens to each episode and offers his unwavering support and helpful feedback. The ways my friend Rick has called out gifting in me I didn't know I had as we co-lead a prayer group of men and women together, which in itself is a beautiful glimpse of God's imagination for men and women offering their gifts in community. The ways my friend Jack has cheered the venture of this podcast on with texts and phone calls and enthusiastic support. While it's true that in the absence of data, we make up stories about our worth and our value, I believe that in the presence of life-giving data, a very beautiful new story can be written. Friend, I am confident that God designed us to need and to bless each other's gifting, all of us, both men and women. It is the truth of we when we are free. And so today, friend, I leave you with these questions and some space to reflect. If it's helpful, I invite you to grab a journal to jot these thoughts down and ponder them throughout the week. Question one is for the women who are listening to this podcast. I just want to take a minute to reflect with you. I know that this can be a tender topic for many women. I'm wondering if there are any parts of my story that resonated with you. I named a couple of messages that I believed in my relationships with men in part one that included, you are not enough and you have nothing to offer. What messages have you received in relation to being in community or ministry with men? What emotions stir for you as you consider these messages? Is it possible God's inviting you to take a next step in processing whatever surfaces for you today? And question two is for the men who are listening. I am aware that you have experienced your own messages in relation to being in spaces of community or ministry with women. It's possible this podcast stirred up some of those messages for you as well. Can you name what those messages have been? And then do any emotions stir for you as you consider them? Is it possible God's inviting you to take a next step in processing whatever services for you today? Then would you take a moment to reflect with me and maybe even journal Genesis 1, 27 and 28. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them. 
God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it, rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Let's pray. Jesus, we need a new imagination for your intentions for men and women in community. If it's true that this is the place where you most want to work out reconciliation in the human story, it is apparent that the enemy hates that idea. Could you reveal the lies we have believed in our relationships with each other and how we have not loved each other well? Could you help us to write a new story based in the truth of your design for the kingdom of God? It is in your strong name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of me when I'm free. I hope you'll continue to join me on this journey toward wholeness. I'd love a traveling companion. My hope is that you'll see yourself in these stories that I share here. And if nothing else, you'll feel less alone. If you'd like to connect throughout the week, you can find me at Kaylee Errett on Facebook and Instagram or at kayleearrett.com. And if you haven't yet, I'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast and I'd be delighted if you left a review. Thanks for listening, friend. Let's meet back here next week.